Welcome to the Complete Fitness Podcast with Core 4 Complete Fitness. Your episode is starting in 3, 2, 1. Hello, everybody. Another episode is here. You may notice the amazing quality of audio coming at you right now through your speaker, wherever that may be. But that is because we are in the quaint, sound, acoustically perfect, (laughs) mindful way therapy office with Becky Congdon. She's back again, guys. Part two of the mindful eating. What do we call it? Uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy for weight loss. Yes, yes, part two. Um, But we're at Becky's office. You know, Becky is our resident therapist, I always joke and say, um, gym member. And um, we're at her office today. She has her own practice, Mindful Way Therapy. Um, And we're going to have all the deets right in the description of this podcast for her location, phone number, things like that. Reach out to us if you think you would benefit from therapy, if it's direct relation to all of this CBT stuff with um, nutrition and that stuff, beautiful. If it's other stuff that just relates in your personal life and something that you've considered, um, we know Becky's the way to go. She's the best. Straight from the therapy couch. Yeah, I'm on the couch. I'm laying down. My socks are, (laughs) yeah, having a nice cup of joe. That's great. I love it. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. I love it here. It's really nice. Thank you. Thank Way you. more cozy than a gym. I will say that. <laughs> Smell a little better. Smells better than a gym. <laughs> cleaner than a gym. It's nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I wanted to just kind of recap a little bit from the, so I think it was two episodes ago, right? So yes. We'll just do a little recap from that. Get um, us back in. Yeah, I would encourage you to go back and listen uh, to that one if you haven't yet, because I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit throughout. It, may, it might make more sense if you go back and listen to it. So um, just to recap from the previous episode, we talked about being able to recognize our sabotaging thoughts around weight loss, food, cravings, all those kinds of things, um, and then coming up with helpful responses to them. Um, and again, it's a reminder that we, it's never about the situation itself, going to the wedding, the happy hour, but it's the thoughts that we have around it. We need to really prepare ourselves for this self-deluded thinking. It's going to happen. No matter who you are, it's going to happen. Uh, that's just how our brains work. Um, and again, just another recap of the concept of muscle. So we're working on building that on-track muscle which is our resistance muscle and um, versus that off track muscle, which is the one that makes us give in, right? So I'll be using those a little bit more. So I just want to recap on that. Some of the skills that um, I talked about before were making that advantages list, right? So you remember that advantages list? I forgot mine too. Oh, darn. But making your advantages list and more importantly, reading it every single day, Um, eat everything sitting down, giving yourself credit all along the way. So remember, giving yourself credit for stopping, right? Not just doing everything perfectly, but even when you stop halfway through, give yourself credit. Um, Also reminding that, you know, keeping unhealthy foods out of your house, that if we kind of reframe that as a strength versus a weakness, um, that's kind of a way to look at it as well. 
um, giving ourselves credit increases our self-efficacy, right? So basically self-efficacy is trusting ourselves to make the right decisions, right? Yeah. So being able to, giving ourselves credit um, helps us do that. Uh, another thing was uh, eat everything mindfully and slowly. We know that is a really tough thing to do um, in our fast paced culture, but really important. And then lastly, change our work and home environment. So we, you know, we can't eliminate all temptations, um, but we can make them less visible. So that's kind of a recap from last episode. Yes. And today we are going to talk about decatastrophizing hunger and cravings along with emotional eating. Um, so there's obviously a lot to unpack here. Oh, yeah. Not gonna happen in one episode, but um, just wanted to share um, a little bit of what I learned in that webinar. Um, many people do not understand the difference between hunger and cravings. People can tell when they are physically hungry, but cannot tell when they are not hungry. Our emotions and physical sensations often get in the way. We assume what we are feeling is hunger. We might not even think it's hunger. We just feel something, right? Uh, so we eat, yeah. right? And she gave an example of the tofu test, right? You're really that hungry or are you going to go eat right. a piece of tofu? Yeah, no. Right, unless you love tofu, but most people don't. Most people don't. Love Safe it. to say. Tofu love stinks. it, right? <laughs> so, so much of what motivates people to eat is from the neck up, if you think about that, right? Versus the stomach. Yeah. Um, I had a stressful day. I deserve a treat, right? Yeah. It just, I just did a whole thing about that. Yeah. If you watch our Facebook Live Monday post, it was about stress eating. So exactly. that's super interesting, the timing of these working out. Yes. Um, the, so they, they didn't, they asked people to do this experiment, which I would encourage everybody to do. Um, I think it's really interesting. It's called the hunger, non-hunger experiment. So we ask folks to eat totally normal, like any given day. Um, and you can write it down in your notes or phone function. Um, but every hour on the hour, we ask people to write down any sensations that in their body and label it either hunger or non-hunger. So I'll give an example. 7 a.m., stomach feels empty and it's growling, that's hunger. 8 a.m., nothing. 9 a.m., nothing. 10 a.m., yearning in your mouth, but not hunger, okay? 11 a.m., uncomfortable urge to take a donut in the meeting room, not hunger. Noon, nothing. 1 p.m., stomach feels empty, that's hunger. So again, it goes on and on to kind of track up. Right. The point of this experiment is to get people socialized to start asking themselves, what might actually be going on? What am I actually feeling? Is this actually hunger, right? right. Yeah. So um, I could tell you this experiment and how it works, but until you actually do it, sure. it it's a really powerful experiment. It's actually yeah. really cool. So you'll be so surprised at how little you are actually hungry. There are about 99 other reasons why we eat, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So, again, the point of this experiment, is this neck up or neck down? This is I kind like, of a cool little I analogy. Like to, to put it that way. Yeah. Yes. Is this neck up or neck down? Um, if it is neck down, okay, recognize it. Go do something else, right? Not that you don't want it or no. you're not going to think about it. Yeah. But, but you, you can, recognize you it's not quickly... hunger you notice when you, my, my thing is going for a walk. Mm -hmm. That is always when, even if I'm super hungry, 
Yep. I'm like, ah, we're going to take the baby for a walk or whatever. Take the dog for a walk. All of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm really not, you know, I'm very present in this walk and this nice, it's a beautiful day. We're doing this, making sure he's not crying. Is he sleeping? And then all of a sudden you go, okay, I must not have been that hungry. Yes. You know, and it's exactly, that's, it's a real time, real life. Um, that's why the after dinner walk is something we always tell people when doing like our challenges Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, when they really, because after dinner is the number one time that people struggle. I yes. would I would venture to say, yes. personally, with all of every, you know, gym member I've ever um, helped when it comes to getting nutrition under control, yeah, it's always the damaging late night. They'll say, I'm great until dinner time. And then after dinner and the kids go down, then it's chips and salsa comes out, ice cream comes yes, out, all those the fun transitions. stuff. transitions. We talk about that. Transition yeah. from work to home or... Yeah. For me, like you said, for me, it is the kids in bed to yeah, my time. Now you get some me time. Yes. Does food need to be involved? Food is fun. Food yes. is comforting. Food's enjoyable. Short-term. And it's and it's easy. Yeah. You know, it's easy to eat. Yeah. So it's something not, you know, but you can get the same type of fulfillment out of a walk, a TV show you love, you know, like a guilty pleasure TV show, yep. uh, you know, a hobby if you like sew or knit or my brother-in-law is a leather worker so he always talks about and i'm like that'd be so cool to just have this have this room yeah yeah he made my wallet um a bunch of stuff that's so cool austin marcio shout out nice Um, yeah but i always think about that and be like that'd be such a cool because he has this leather room Uh um it's like that'd be such a cool like after dinner thing you go i'm gonna go hit the shop yeah and he just walks into his leather room for a couple hours you know, maybe he'll bring like a drink, he'll pour himself a whiskey or a, he'll bring a beer, but it's very manageable, you yes. know, instead of me and, and other people will just grab a bag of chips, sit on the couch, not even really watch, look at your phone, eat, you know what I yes, mean? And it's really, it. you're not, you're kind of, it appears to be searching for fun. Yes. In the easiest way you could do it. What's yep. the fastest, easy way I can grab fun? before I have to go to bed, start everything over again. Almost. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I was curious, I was going to ask you, and I know this is a whole topic in itself, but I think this experiment is why I think sometimes intuitive eating doesn't really work. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm not against it or for it. I think just sometimes that intuitive eating, you know, our minds can mess with us, right? A thousand so. percent. I would say so. Yeah. I would say it's not even a question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And just to, you know, a a helpful tip, I think too, and you guys may have mentioned this before, but, um, you know, like you said, that transition after dinner, going for the walk, right. Um, before you get that second helping, right. It's, you need to do it. Need to do it right away. You might still feel hungry and be like, okay, I need to go. 10 minutes into your walk, you're not anymore. You go, wow, that's kind of amazing. Why? Yes. And then it gets into the more scientific stuff. What did you actually eat? You know, if you had just a, like pasta and that's it, you will be hungry again. In an yes. Hour. If you had some good protein sources, some vegetables, fibers, a good point. real foods, you're not going to be hungry again. It's just the way the body works. That's a very humans good. are all the same, you know, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. Protein is a long, sustainable food source. You will be fuller longer eating protein, and you will have energy longer. 
carbs, it will fill you up faster. Yeah. So you'll feel way satisfied during a meal. An hour goes by, you're hungry again. It's the pancake test. Yeah. Pancakes for breakfast. You will be very hungry in a couple hours. Absolutely. Eat eggs and sausage and all the other stuff. It'll last you longer. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. Um, and also remembering that like that first helping to the second, the food isn't even settled in your stomach yet. Right. right? It takes time. So you can even if you go on that walk or say you don't go on that walk, set a physical timer. Right. Yes. So it makes your brain not have to do the, the work. Right. Yeah. Set a physical timer for 10 minutes. Go do something else. Yep. Engage in any other activity besides eating. Um, that way your brain doesn't have to keep track of the time. Right. And once that timer goes off, then you can decide if you want to eat more. Ninety nine percent of the time. Um, it's not like you said, it's hard to resist that. Yeah. Right. And to your point about the always eating, sitting down, which mm -hmm. we talked about in the last podcast, right. which you recap. Um, if you make yourself get up from the table, you know, and set that timer, you know, if you do get up from the table, you're going to have to find something to do, right? Yes. What do you, what do you do? And, uh, yeah, in that time you can really quickly realize, oh, you know, I, I'm really comfortable as far yeah. as food. I, I had a nice dinner. I'm, I'm okay. And if you do that every single time, you're creating a habit, right? Yes. A yes. new habit. And habits are everything. Yes. And I think too, it's a, it's a more gentle approach to like saying no, like we don't like to right. hear no, right? No, you it's can't more gentle. That. It's bad. It's yes. Yeah. yeah. It's more gentle. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a really good point. It's, it's stopping using food as a hobby. Yes. Like eating is not a hobby. Yes. Now True. today's day of age, it is it because is. of just the way the world is. There's a lot of weird hobbies that aren't real <laughs> hobbies right. nowadays you right. know what i mean um but food is one of them because food is so fun it is it is now you know you go and you see these like milkshake places where there's a whole donut stuffed inside you know what i mean yeah. and all those crazy food is it's like there's food blogs now and so yeah. you're seeing this exposure to all of this and we you food, know food 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 and right food is great food should taste good you should enjoy food but it's not a you know what I mean? It's not something to pass your time with. Right. Oh, I'll just try and eat all these foods. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And we, I think, as a society, and me, I've been called out by my neighbor specifically, <laughs> have a serious FOMO going on, like a fear of missing out on sure. everything. Yeah. So I think that plays a role too, yes. is like we FOMO see is so much very of this. Real. FOMO is real. Big well, time. It's very real. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Maybe. Yes, it is. We could do a whole podcast on that, right? We should just make our own podcast, <laughs> Becky. Let's have <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. So, again, um, that hunger versus non-hunger, that's a really cool, you know, little experiment to do. Just pick one day and do yeah. that. And, again, that just kind of makes you understand, like, wow, this really isn't hunger. There's something else going on. And right. we'll talk about what to do with that, like you said. Um, it comes down to slowing down, which yes. is the big thing that we Awareness. referenced in, in the last one is actually taking this the time to think about this stuff yes. and not going, oh, okay, but actually writing the note cards. Yes. Actually thinking, am I hungry or am I just bored? And, but that's easy to say. Everyone's heard that a million times. Are you hungry or are you just bored? You go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Move on with your day. Actually do it next time. Actually do and it. I, Yes, and then yes. one turns into two, turns into three, turns into a habit. Yes. The rest is history. Absolutely. Um, 
this next experiment I think is is really cool too. It's called the hunger experiment, right? Now again, for this one, you have to be able, uh, medically able to be able to do this experiment, okay? Because it'll make sense in a minute, but, um, and then also no, just a disclaimer, no history of any disordered eating or anything like that, right? Sure. So it's, Always you know, um, but in the hunger experiment, uh, again, this is another one that could be incredibly powerful. Um, all you do is eat your, like a normal healthy breakfast and then dinner, and all you can have is water in between. Right. So the point is to let people get real hungry and see that nothing bad really happens. Right. Okay. So people fear that hunger gets worse and worse and worse. And also that the discomfort will be so bad. Right. Uh, but hunger is more of a wave. It comes and it goes. Hunger oh, is more of an inconvenience and an irritation than a severe discomfort. Now, again, we're not talking severe poverty hunger. We're talking about just uh hunger in general like that yes. dramatizing of it right okay. so every Which hour oh yes. my gosh i'm starving so starving yes it's, it's if you if you want to be that guy it's like it's very insensitive to say you're starving absolutely there really are people who absolutely. are starving so in this experiment you're going to write down so you again just breakfast dinner and water and every hour you're going to write how much discomfort you feel from none, mild, moderate to severe. I love it. I'm so you're not it. you're not rating the hunger here, just the discomfort. Okay. okay. So thinking about it in categories, and you can pick what you know. Everybody experiences discomfort different, but like severe would most likely be something equatable to like surgery or childbirth. Okay. So that's severe. Moderate might be like a headache. Mild would be like muscle soreness. Okay. okay, so kind of thinking of it that okay. way. Um, and then you would rate. So again, you would rate throughout the day, you know, how much discomfort you would feel. You said just breakfast and dinner. Just breakfast and dinner. Okay. Yep. Hunger is physically minorly uncomfortable. It feels, if it feels extremes, it's more psychological. Um, so we need to kind of check in what's really going on here. The vast majority of discomfort we feel is not hunger. It's psychological stress, right? And again, recognizing that's true. We need to do something with that. I'm not saying don't do anything with it, but we're trying to decatastrophize it so that we don't use food as a source for our stress, right? Um, another important thing in this experiment, if you do try it, try it um, give yourself credit all throughout the day for trying this experiment. Um, also, another good point is to make sure you have your dinner prepped the night before, portioned out, um, so you don't overeat after that fasting period. Yeah, that, that'd probably be pretty common. Yeah. So I think that's a really cool experiment like to, to try. Um, I could do it today because I've had breakfast. And you're just having black coffee right I'm now. Just gonna, maybe I'll yeah. do it. Do it. We you started, write baby. Down. Right you got to make sure you got to write down. Discomfort. Zero discomfort. All right. <laughs> this that's is, good. This is my way of writing it down now. I like it. Just ate. I like it. 30 minutes ago, but... Um, the next thing I want to talk about is coping with that hunger and cravings, right? The coping with it, right? Because it's real. Yeah. The ultimate goal overall is acceptance, right? Um, taking the drama out of it, right? Take, we can ride the, the wave, so to speak, just like anxiety and things like that. Um, we can recognize it's almost always purely psychological. Again, unless you're in a poverty, you know, impoverished space you know, situation or something. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, most people being in this, you know, decatastrophizing that drama so much about 
drama. I'm so, like you said, I'm so hungry, right? Yeah. So recognizing that it's more psychological. Um, and again, that acceptance is the most helpful and important skill, I think, is recognizing yeah. it, accepting it. Um, and then also being able to develop um, the thought process of how, if I eat something, will it make me feel when I finish eating it? Right? How will mm-hmm. I feel after it? Before you make the decision to eat it, right? right. So I we think that's on important. That in the last one yes. A bit. Yeah. Not um, decisions based on how you feel before you start eating it. Once you make the decision to giving into the craving, you will notice the, the discomfort already going away. Oh, isn't that interesting? If you think yeah. about it. Soon as you get like you, you've made the decision. You haven't even put the food in your mouth, the unhealthy food but in your you mouth. You decided you are going. I want ice cream and you're in the car driving to get ice cream. Discomfort's gone. Wow. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty powerful. Makes sense, right? I like with all of this stuff that you keep saying to quickly segue. Yeah. We'll have a little conversation about it. But then, of course, we'll get back to all of your great info. Um, I think it's interesting to prove right now or it would be interesting to prove right now that it is a psychological thing, hunger and not physical Um, by everybody thinking about days in their life where they have just woken up basically to the idea of eating at dinner time. And you go, wow, I really didn't eat anything all day Mm -hmm. and was fine. And it always comes from being busy, staying occupied. And the best example I thought of is think of everybody's wedding day, right? If you have been married, no one eats on their wedding day. Why? I mean, you got bigger fish to fry that day, right? And you're very preoccupied and you're okay. You didn't pass out. You didn't. I ate on my wedding morning. Feeling didn't get worse. (laughs) Well, the morning, that's what I'm saying. But then. I ate Captain Crunch Berries. Really? That's it? My sister brought them. Wow. It's like a little nostalgia. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) I ate too breakfast. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But throughout the whole day. Right. And you're running around and you got to get pictures and you got to reach all these different things and see the people. And then the actually time comes to eat. Next thing you know, it's nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And you go, man, I haven't had anything. I've had a piece of my cake and I've had a lot to drink (laughs) and I had breakfast and you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Right. You're actually pretty good. Another, you're actually best day of your life. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm saying nobody should ever know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, also, just because it's very relevant to me, having a newborn at home. Yeah. I, I mean, we I did not eat, but I was so distracted and preoccupied with him for, I would say, the first two weeks. Sure. I felt like I didn't even have an appetite. And when I ate, it was like, grab an apple. You know, it was yeah. doing something really quick, short little meal. Um, we had all, specifically the meal train. So a lot of the members made us dinners, which was amazing. That's wonderful. And uh, so we had like these pre-made meals and stuff and we would just eat a helping and then go back to baby duty. Right. And then she would take a shift where she could eat and I would hold them and then I would eat and however it works. But it was like hunger never came up. Never. It was like a three week period where I was like, man, I, if I had, I mean, we had a lady bring us ribs and mac and cheese that were delicious. Wow. I mean, really, really good food. Shout out Amanda if you're listening. Nice. Amanda Darling, she's an incredible chef, we learned. That's wonderful. Um, but all that stuff, if right now, if that was in my house, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to town yes. when I get home, you know? Right. And then 
it's all around you and all of these, you know, keeping these temptations in your house, which we've talked about. Um, it's really just kind of, it really has to do with your mindset of what food is in your life. When you have the time more or less to let it occupy space almost, that's when it becomes so physically painful and it's, you need to eat and it's this and it's that, and I have headaches and I have this and you know, a lot of it is just so psychological. And I, I, if you're listening to this, think of a day when you do that. Another big one is moving, like moving day. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, it's eight o'clock at night and you go, oh my God, we've been moving all day. Let's get a pizza. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just an interesting thing. So those were three I thought about when you were saying. Yeah, no, that's great. Those are really great examples. And again, that's not how we, we don't want to live that way, but it's the point of, are you really hung? Is this really it, hunger it or not? Of, it kind of proves right yes. that okay, you're you're much more capable than what you're giving yourself credit for. Yes, you feel like you need to stop every hour to eat something because it'd be that drama filled during those days. Drama, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think another good point too is that recognizing that the cravings uh, will go away either way, whether you give in. And res- whether you give in or you resist it yep. and stand firm, which path are you going to take? It's right. going to go away. It's going to go right. This isn't which you way? now. You right. don't just want chocolate forever now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's going to stop. It's going to stop, <laughs> right? And But if you can have that mindful moment and some of these use some of these skills, um, and again, this is where in that moment where that advantages list and some of these response cards, I got a couple more for today, um, are incredibly powerful, right? These helpful responses are not going to be readily available in your mind when you're you have a strong craving, right? So when that strong craving hits, have your advantages list uh, available, ready, um, and that can be a really helpful skill to not give into that craving, right? So I think sure. that's important place to have it. Um, another thing uh, to mention is the uh, the saying, "Oh well." Right. She kind of talked about that. Oh, well, works really great here. Um, I don't like the situation. I can accept it and there's nothing I can do to change it. Um, I can turn my attention to something else. The oh, well. And that can work in so many other areas of life. Right. Stuck in traffic. Oh, well. Right. Like just sounds easy. But sometimes in those moments, just surrendering to it and saying, oh, well, it's kind of cool. I like that. I kind of have that mindset with going on the after dinner walk like i'll be like i'm still hungry i'm like oh well i'm gonna walk oh wow i like it and over time you can break this habit um and then our brains won't be so dramatic they really won't if we can learn to break this habit create new ones our brains won't be um so dramatic i really like this i want to share um this this is not my analogy, but she shared this, and I thought it was cool. Um, it's like when I have a craving, my brain is on the Food Network channel, right? Yeah. When I change the channel to HGTV, uh, both two that I really like, yeah. <laughs> I can't watch the Food uh, Network channel anymore. So changing that channel on your brain, I just thought that was kind of yeah. cute. I liked it. Um, you know, you really can't be focused on two channels at once. No. So changing that channel. Um, and then again, remembering that the most, the, the peak intensity of a craving is like 30 seconds to five minutes max. Okay. Is really, wow. is that kind of what you've heard as far as numbers? You know, I don't know. I, I don't think I've really heard numbers for cravings. So okay. I think that's, 
that's interesting. That's nice to know. It's nice to know, hey, right? Maximum five minutes. Five minutes and do. You know, I obviously have had millions of cravings in my life. Right. Um, and I, I hope I feel like I do a good job of, you know, not giving into them. But it, it uh, is it's just changing the channel for me. I like. Yeah. It's the, the okay. Get. You got to do something, man. You can't just sit here and watch. Right now, watching TV, you're thinking about eating. Stop watching TV. Go yes. for a walk. Go do the dishes. Like, go do something. Something. You know, go do something because right now it's getting bad and you're going to be disappointed in an hour from now because you, whatever, had Absolutely. 15 bowls of cereal. So, as we did with the other. Um, episode i wanted to do a have you do the sabotaging thought around um cravings and then i have a couple responses that people might like okay great let's do it okay so you are going to be the sabotaging thought around cravings okay so go ahead i really want to give into this craving it's been a long day and i need chocolate this one time won't matter. Okay. So a helpful response card. Again, have these cards ready. Yes. Um, I just threw chocolate in there because that may or may not have been an actual sabotaging thought I had last <laughs> this night. This was actually yours. This was real, real, real story, <laughs> true story. Um, here's a response card. And again, make it, tailor it to your own language. Uh, but here is a card that you could have handy. While it may be uncomfortable to resist this craving right now, I will feel so proud of myself when I get through it and maintain self-control. Right. So that's, um, and then I just made a couple other ones. I wanted to read some responses. Uh, again, these are all in regards to cravings. Uh, the moment, moment I shift my attention away from the craving, the moment the craving goes away. I can also do something else like take a walk, call a friend, five minute meditation, whatever works for you. Um, another thing, uh, another response card could say something like cravings do not get worse and worse. They always pass. I liked that one a lot. Uh, yeah. Short and sweet. Um, but that's something that I think people on the genuine, I didn't, I learned from you that it, like what you just said, it's anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes is a yeah. cra craving span. During that five minutes, that's not what you're thinking. Right. You think, oh, well, I guess this is me now. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm going to want ice cream until I eventually have ice cream. And it's just kind of nice knowing. I don't know. This is fleeting. It'll be gone. Just It'll tough it out. Gone. Same like if you The problem is we're a, so reactive. We're reactive. We give in. Boom. Oh, like yeah. that. Right? Well, it's it's even fun. If, <laughs> even if it takes 10 minutes to drive to the ice cream store or, right. or the shop, like the discomfort's already gone because, like you said, we're already going there. So. Yeah. That once you made that decision to give in, the discomfort's gone, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, another response card might say something like, "Every time I have a craving, I have the opportunity to strengthen my on-track muscle or my off-track muscle. Yes. Every time matters." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's, thought those were helpful. It's like you got a certain amount of coins, and you're trying to get to a dollar. Yes. You know what I mean? Where are yes. you gonna? Where are you going to give them? Yes. Um, and the last uh, thing I wanted to touch on is, is again, emotional eating. It's, it's very much tied into both of these things. Um, the biggest thing to, to know about um, emotional eating is we have to accept it and be able to tolerate some distress. 
we are really intolerant of any type of distress as, yeah. as a society. So we weak. That's we, okay. We, <laughs> Me <we> too. <laughs> so negative emotions, um, you know, are just a natural part of the human experience. We all have them. We need to kind of make space for them. It's really hard to do, um, but make space for them. Recognize they are uncomfortable, but not harmful. And they often pass. Um, when people eat for emotional reasons, they are having one of two categories of thought. The first is the lack of alternatives thought. When I'm upset, eating is the only thing that will help me, right? Or yeah. the second is this entitlement thought, right? Which I kind of fall into a bit yeah. more, I, I think. I if I had it. a really bad day or I'm really stressed, I deserve, you know, I'm an entitled, I'm entitled to this treat. Um, it's such a common thought process that we all have, um, but nobody really taught us any other way right right so why wouldn't we right mm -hmm. it's just what we know um as you mentioned before uh you know in the short term emotional eating cravings those things uh, are actually really highly effective coping mechanisms but again it's short term and then it sabotages all of our other goals right so in that moment you give in yep the discomfort's gone but at what expense right, right? I, so i would argue you it's it's what you're doing is you're you're sacrificing a now discomfort for a later discomfort. You know what I mean? For, for even a worse discomfort for, for a in my term. opinion. You yes. go, okay, well, I can stop this little hurt. Yes. But it's going to be a bigger hurt later. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of just. Yes, absolutely. So if hunger is not the problem, we've learned that today, yeah. and food is not the solution, what can we do, right? The body is saying, I need another form of stress relief. And that's true. Yes, we need we some. It's do. not just, oh, I'm not, this is not hunger. Okay, but we have to have something else, right? We have to recognize, um, you know, we do have a real need to decompress. It's, yeah. it's important, especially with all that's going on around us and in our world. Um, you know, we have to find other ways to decompress. Um, and again, we, we touched on this earlier is watching out for those transitions, right? From work to home, um, from kids going to bed to, to when you go to bed, those times are really going to be crucial. Being aware of them is really important. Having right. those coping cards ready slowing or those down. response cards, slowing, slowing down. down. Oh, this is the transition time. Yeah. This is where I got to watch out, right? Um, uh, being able to respond to those permission giving thoughts, really important. Um, postpone eating when you're upset, right? That's a skill we all need uh, to practice. Be, that's it. Yeah. Right. Postpone eating when upset. Um, and then again, recognizing that I'll, I'll use you for, for a minute here, recognizing that morning Evan knows that this might work, but after work, Evan uh, might fight and have more resistance with some of this. So again, yes. that's where the response cards can be helpful. If you have a drive home, you know, yeah. have those cards like right there in your car, yeah. um, you know, or on your refrigerator or wherever so that you can at least create a moment where you have that available and you might choose a different path, right? right? Prepare for it. So I know morning me and evening me are like two completely different people. I would agree. Right? I would agree. Yeah, especially if I do my workout in the morning, I have a protein shake. I am like, just all day. I am like, great. Yeah. After dinner, me, poof. Yeah. Different person. I, I'm the same exact way. It's a very different thing. So I wanted to do one more response card. Um, Let's do it. 
to the emotional eating. So I'm going to have you do the sabotaging thought again. Ready? Yep. If I'm upset, I deserve to eat to make myself feel better. I can't calm down unless I eat. Okay. So a response card could say something like, if I'm upset, I deserve to feel better, but I also deserve everything on my advantages list. So comfort cannot come from food. Really like that. Yeah. Again, we know this. We're sitting here. We're both not hungry right now. We're not emotional. Sure. But if we don't have this helpful response ready, it's going to be, it's not going to do anything. Right. right. So um, another response to that sabotaging thought could say, it's true that eating can be relaxing and calming, but only in the short term. Ultimately, it only makes me feel worse. Um, and I can go do something else. So again, giving yourself permission to go do something else. Yeah. So I liked those ones. Um, just to tie things up, uh, another thing um, they mentioned in this in this webinar is um, eat according to a schedule can be helpful for some folks. Um, you know, kind of having the day laid out can be really helpful. Um, a schedule can free up the brain from that decision fatigue, right? Once your brain gets the message of it's not time to eat, it can really help those kind of obsessive thoughts and cravings. So um, eating according to a schedule can be helpful for a lot of people. And then remembering too, um, when we get off track, just do the next right thing. Yeah. Don't worry about every, everything else that, right. you know, watch out for that all or nothing thinking. Yeah. Just stop in that moment and do the next right thing. It doesn't matter yeah. what has or happened start. already. I was thinking that or, or start now start because now. I was thinking there may be, people listening to this podcast thinking, you know, and almost feeling down thinking, yeah. Oh, I'm somebody who definitely does this yeah, and kind of like feeling hurt by that yeah. and maybe giving them, you know, giving themselves a lot of slack and talking down poorly about themselves. Start now. Start and then now. you're not literally yeah. tomorrow. You're not, Yes, you know, it's an easy fix. Yes. It's not an easy fix to do this, but to start and be mindful of it. And again, slow things down, do all of these steps that are going to help one small thing at a time. Um, and and don't beat up on yourself. Yeah, normalize you know, the situation. Don't bury yourself, right? You, along with everybody, um, we struggle with it in America. It's America. It's America's problem. Yes. We have a, a food addiction, overeating, um, poor nutrition problem. It's not... It's not a me problem. It's not a, right. It's not, it's not. And that's just the honest truth. I mean, we have access to stuff. Um, now we don't even have to leave the couch, DoorDash and all of these oh, things. Oh my gosh, I mean, yes. it's, it's not. And if like, we, why wouldn't anybody, right. if someone was like, Hey, you can make money by getting up and running a marathon and driving here and doing this and doing that, running another marathon and Hey, you'll have a hundred bucks. Or mm -hmm. you can just lay in your pajamas all day and I'll still give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's yeah. going to naturally be like, well, I'll do it the hard way. It's not, yeah. it's, it's normal. Um, and you relate that to food. Um, it's the same way. Oh, I'd rather just get something easy, fast that I know tastes good, that I know I enjoy X, Y, Z um, when I want it. Yes. Even if I am, not familiar with how I'm feeling, but I know getting a McDonald's fry right now is going to be fun. It's going to feel good Short right term. now. Short term. Yeah. 
slowing down. Slowing down. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway, two biggest takeaways for, for me, and again, everybody's situation is different, but is obviously the slowing down, I think is huge. But remembering that eating is not automatic. We have made it automatic. That yeah. to me, and that, that ties in with slowing down, right? But it's it's not automatic. And then the idea of building this, and I said this last episode, and this is a huge takeaway for me, and I, I've been saying it to myself, this building, is this building my on-track muscle or my off-track muscle? And it's not been perfect, but I it's great... actually helped me, you know, kind of resist um, some cravings that really? I've that had recently and just be able to kind of like walk away a little bit more. That's a fantastic mindset to have with anything. Um, We say it the way with cool gym cliche way to say it is you're either getting better or you're getting worse every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can just, you, you get to choose to get better, a little bit better every day, you know, challenging your body, getting a workout in, or you can get worse. I mean, it's your choice. You know, it's the same type of scale. Um, that really helps a decision yeah. you know, from time to time. You go, oh, am I? And like for me, I really, and I've talked about this before, I really am okay with um, challenging myself and being like, hey, Ev, are you better than this right now? Yeah. And it, that works for me. And yeah. it's not, I don't, doesn't hurt me, right? I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting you should just right. berate yourself all the yeah. time. I'm not saying yeah, that, no, don't but do for that. me, I like I giving like, myself credit. I like, yeah. right. You, That's a good the, one. The yeah. positive one. And I do that too, good. but sometimes I'll challenge myself to be like, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm yeah. like, okay. And it's, it's fun. It's like it's, you check yourself. It's like but hockey, it's, right? It's light. A little light check. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a lighthearted way. And yeah. I do it and I'll like text my friends and we'll call each other names that I won't say on this. Uh, podcast (laughs) no I think it's I think it's great and um I just want to point out too and this is I understand from a psychological standpoint all of the things that can happen um you know to people in their lives you know past and 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 current and so um you know that's where psychological treatment can be really helpful if you need that and you know reach out um and, and get that extra help if you need it. Right. I think it's so important to, you know, we cannot, we can recognize all these things, but if your distress is, um, more psychological in nature, um, there's a ton of resources out for that too. It's important to recognize. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you your personal, um, some of the things you've personally done, if you have any examples, you Mm -hmm. might not. Um, if you could think of a personal time or a personal thing that you do every day to um, maybe not give in to a food or a craving or even, um, like, are you more of the schedule? Are you scheduled? I'm, you- I'm more scheduled. Not, I think the one thing that helps, this is, no, this is when I know I'm on track, is when I have a protein shake. Okay. Okay. So like, I I have like a love hate relationship with a protein shake. Um, and what helped me and I I don't want to get, you know, we're already way over our time, but like when I did the shred Mm -hmm. program that helped me get back on track with my protein shake. If I do a workout in the morning, that's, that's usually a great set for the day, but I am pretty solid with my workouts. Like I know I'm going to get it in that day. Um, but it's the, the protein shake. If I have that in the morning, like between before lunch, 
that helps me set the tone for like being on track for the day. And again, yeah, I might get off track later, but I am so, I'm pretty solid. It, it just so, makes me feel like I'm gonna eat healthy for lunch, and right, I'm gonna it, have it keeps you on track. Yeah. And so after did that answer have, your question? Yes. Okay. But um, to expand, after you have that protein shake. When are you thinking about lunch or when's the next meal? Do you have it pre-scheduled in oh, your I have day? Oh, pre-scheduled. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I use everything around my workout. Okay. Because I normally I tend to work out midday or afternoon. Okay. And I'm a person that cannot eat before a workout. Okay. My workout will not be good and I'll be running to the bathroom to throw up if I, you know okay. what I mean? If okay. it, it's one of those yeah. I food does not sit well yeah. when working out. So, let's say I can get my workout in at noon. Mm -hmm. I can't eat, eat unless before. I eat at like 7 a.m., which I won't. I just, okay. I never have. I'm never hungry in the morning. I have coffee. The way my, it's just my thing. So, if I work out at 3, I need to make sure that I have my meal by like noon or before. That makes sense. But that oftentimes, I'm very tempted to eat leading up to 3, right? Because you can go 4 or 5 hours without eating. Right. But the workout... And that is almost like a little trick that keeps me busy. And I go, well, I can't eat. What are you going to do? And then I'll start doing some yard work or I'll okay. go back or I'll whatever, clean the, the gym. Do, do work, get distracted, do all my email stuff, social media stuff. Right. And uh, that's just like a huge, huge part. So when the, when the workout changes... I'm much more on track. And it's one of those things that Your I get to work to it. and I start working and yeah. I realize I'm not even hungry. Yeah. You know, and I can go four hours with after eating my last meal, then do a hard workout and then eat, you know, 30, 40 minutes after that. Right. Just because I'm not really immediately hungry after a workout. Well, we're such habitual creatures, right? By nature. So, you know, for me, if I work out in the morning, I don't eat usually before I work out either if it's in the morning. Yeah. Um, but if I work out and then I have my protein shake, it's like my brain is like, oh, okay, we're, we're on track. We're doing good. It's like already giving yourself credit. Yeah. Like I feel really good when I have yeah. that protein shake. You got it rolling. Yeah, yeah. it's right over there. Well, it's good. <laughs> it, it's important. Protein's important, guys. Sustainable. Sustainable energy. Um, inherently less calories than other foods also. We're going to get way off track. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's wrap it up then because I think this was perfect. And I don't want to ruin it. The longer you let me talk, the more chances I'll ruin it. Becky, thank you again. Um, Thanks and for then thank you for Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me here today. I love this place. Awesome. Um, I will be back later this week for our therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mindful Way Therapy, guys. Check Becky out. Like I said, um, if you would benefit in any way, if it has a relation to this or not, um, if you've considered therapy for yourself, Mindful Way Therapy, do you have a website? Yes, www.mindfulwaytherapy.com. And I'm doing uh, both telehealth and in-person sessions. Right. And um, even if you just have questions about like therapy or just anything in general, you know, they can ask, you know, point me out in a, at the gym or whatever, yeah. snap me and yeah, you're there every single day. Yeah, all different times, but you're all always different there. Different times. And uh, also, her business card is up at the front of the gym if you are a gym member and and come on in. 
to the Wixom location, it's there. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll put the info in all of the, you know, the links and tabs. Like, look at the, the podcast info. There's a little blurb written about it. It'll be in there, too, um, for that. It's a great place. Thank you. All right. Until next time, guys. I think that's it, yeah, right? Yeah, that's oh, it. like, review, share, subscribe this podcast. Um, remember our supplements, guys, core four supplements, speaking of protein shakes, uh, we have delicious tasting protein, um, core four supplements.com spend $99 and get free shipping. Also, you can use the promo code podcast at checkout and save 10%. That is always available. Um, and actually later today, if you're this podcast is coming out, you know, Wednesday, like it always does. Later this evening, there's going to be a flash sale for one hour, 25% off of the store. We do it the last Wednesday of the month, every single um, month. We, something we just started doing a couple months ago. So coincidentally, this came out the same exact time. Um, do you guys have if, the electrolytes? If you want supplement, electrolytes are not out yet. Okay, sorry. That's in the works. Okay. No, that's okay. Thank you, because we wanted to yes, plug that also. That. Um, electrolytes will be here soon, hopefully real, real soon. That's something that... Corey has wanted for a long time, and he's got the ball rolling on that. Um, next up, hopefully, collagen peptide powder. Speaking yes. of getting in your protein, that's hopefully that's that's a ways down the way. Anyway, that's it for the boring stuff. Thank you guys for listening, Becky. Thank you again. Absolutely. Um, I'll see you next time. Bye bye.